previously on Live at 605. What, have you ever been asked to write like an essay to go through security or something? Yeah, I got held in a room with a guy with the last name Menendez. <laughs> John Mallon. And Val Gomez. <laughs> Live 605. Amazing. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is season 22, episode 2 of Live at 605. And this is another action pack barn burner of an episode. <laughs> you just want to keep bringing that back. Well, full disclosure, it's been five minutes since we recorded <laughs> our last podcast. We're recording back to back episodes. Just <laughs> we're trying to bank as much. There's so much exciting stuff that I we know. want to get to it. So. Uh, yeah, so how's it how's it been the last 10 minutes since we were last recorded? My teeth are still tingling, and ah. I just uh, made a new tea. Did, well, we thought the tea was the issue. No, it wasn't. My, tea, my teeth were tingling before I had my tea. Oh my, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you take an Advil or something for oh. it? Oh boy. Okay, well, we got a huge episode this week. We're talking about going back to concerts, mm-hmm. talking about going to movies. Mm-hmm. We will reveal which one of us got covid and then we will tell that story next week. So we'll tease totally. this at the very end. But before we get into everything, why don't you give out your contact information, your SIN number, your uh, hopes and dreams, or whatever you want? Oh boy! Well, if you want to see everything except my hopes <laughs> and shells, <laughs> hopes and dreams, and SIN number, go to my Instagram. It's Val Gomez twenty three on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Excellent. And you can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Camp. Lots of dope shit there. But if you want the really good stuff, follow our official page on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Live at 605. And yeah, our Instagram's blowing up. We post funny reels every week, every day. So go back there and you'll see a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, I think last week, I think a lot of people are going to dig it. Uh, Like I said, we were recording these back to back. So we don't know if people liked last episode, but Last week was all about our first beach vacation during COVID yeah, and how great it was. So, uh, well, before we get into everything this week, do you have a sponsorship or anything? <laughs> Nothing as topical as my Crest White Strips, but do well, you? I do have a sponsorship Go. of the week. Sponsorship of the week. So... Almost three years ago, we moved out of our apartment of 605 Studios and moved into our house that we bought now. Mm-hmm. The one thing I refuse to do is leave the Facebook group of our apartment complex. Oh, 100%. That shit's lit with yeah, chaos. Oh, there's people arguing about pets in the elevator. There's people mm-hmm. arguing about uh, noise complaints. Yeah, there's like fires. Fires. Oh, so cockroaches. It, it is just, mm, it's perfect. It's gone to hell. It's gone to hell. But since we don't live there anymore, I love to see people fight. Because I also love people fighting online. Just picturing like, what do you do if you're in the elevator together? Yeah. Are you just like, what is it called? Keyboard warriors or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know? Or do they actually like argue in real life? So <laughs> the best is like sometimes I'll be like, oh, you got to check the Facebook page. Like there is some well, ripe shit there. Well, we also had two of our really uh, dear friends and dear friends of the podcast, Matt and Mel, also lived in the building. Yeah. And so like, if you didn't see it, I always found like oh, yeah. Mel would text us and be like, you got to check out the Facebook group. Exactly. Like all of us now that we don't live there are just like live for this shit. Yeah. So I remember waking up one morning, just like any other morning, nothing out of the ordinary, nice, mm-hmm. sunny, checking Facebook. And I see uh, a post 
in a couple pictures and it's a picture of like a pretty big cage like i don't know like let's just say like five by five like it looks like holy fuck like you could fit a small human human in there like it's a big cage and it says uh for sale we don't condone putting humans in cages no of course not none none of that i'm not saying buy a cage to put someone in it but this cage said on the facebook page rat cage for sale for free to anyone looking to give it a good home. So this motherfucker I in our apartment. I can't. Not only did they have a rat cage, they had multiple rats in this cage. It said, I think they said this cage we had for 10 years. Unfortunately, our beloved rats passed away. I cannot. And we now want to give this to no. someone who can appreciate it and give it a good home. You should not be keeping rodents in your house in place of living, especially those that are like, I don't even know, ver- considered like vermin? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I mean, there's different deg- degrees. I mean, like, it's funny, like a hamster or a gerbil is socially nah. acceptable, well, for most people, socially acceptable to have them as pets. Yes. Yeah, obviously for us, we're not... Those people. We're not pet people. <laughs> even like, did I say hamster? No, a hamster again. A hamster's not that far off. I don't even know what off. the difference between a hamster and a gerbil is. Uh, one of them went into <laughs> Richard Gere's ass. What? Do you not know that story? I choose not to know that story. <laughs> what, what is the difference between a guinea pig and it's a, a hamster? Story. I don't know. One of, like longer fur maybe or something. Anyway. No. So this person did not have a cage for a gerbil. They did not have a page, a cage for a hamster. <laughs> this cage wasn't even for a damn mouse, which I would accept more. It was a full-blown rat cage. Did they take pictures of it? Of the cage, not the rats. Thank God. Oh, that's disgusting. What are the comments on there? Some people were like doing like the, the what's that emoji of like the sick face with like the, where the face is green. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, this is so amazing. I like can't. I, I, I've I been can't. thinking about getting pet rats myself. And I like can't. the thing that was crazy was overwhelming positive comments. It wasn't more like that's disgusting. Why would you no. have rats in this apartment? All this kind of stuff. Like it was no people were like, oh, you know, I, I hope you were reunited with your deceased rats one day. All this kind of stuff. No. Like it was shocking to read. So when we lived in the core. I I remember telling you this, Mm. like we were in the downtown core. Our apartment was in the downtown core. It was a concrete prison. There was tons of construction, all of the above. And so at one, sorry, I just dropped something I was fiddling with. Um, But you can tell people we lived like right at young in college. We don't live there anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. We lived at right at young college. And so like that place served at like a very specific purpose in our 20s and early 30s to party right (laughs) and it was convenient also to be convenient to like subways and restaurants and work it was central for everything yeah but i would say it's like as the years went on the like the area was getting like overthrown i would say and just getting a little bit dirtier i remember coming home one night i don't know if it was from work or from like some like a friend's house or something and on the roundabout to go up i literally saw the world's largest fucking mm. rat king, mm. right? Or queen mm. running across the thing. And I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. I'm like, yeah. oh, what? Like, cause you know, our doors wouldn't close like immediately. <laughs> what happens if it just ran inside? Where was this person getting the rats to, you know, exist in their rat cage? I don't know. Like, do you buy rats? Despite all my rage, I'm just a rat in a cage. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I get, just want some mayonnaise, smashing pumpkins. <laughs> what is that? Richard Cheese reimagines no. smashing pumpkins. No, 
Uh, well, I'm assuming you go to any pet store, you can get pet rats, I guess. I cannot. Ew, that's disgusting. I just thought it was disgusting. I thought Did it was you write ins- anything? No, I just, uh, there's a lot of times I really do want to write back to people. There's yeah. like this one guy who thinks he's king shit in there. Yeah. And he's real mean to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, he he's, has the same name as a hockey player who used to play for the Senators. That's all I'll say. Got Carlson. No, yeah, yeah. Eric Carlson. There's a guy named Eric Carlson who's talking shit in there. No, it's uh, I didn't. No, anyway, I, I never leave any comments I'm sorry in there. That your sponsorship was disgusting. Sponsorship of the week. It was absolutely disgusting. But why don't we talk about something that's the opposite of disgusting oh. and talk about our 13 year anniversary? Woo. So it was it was great because when we took the week off for Bahamas. I know we were disappointed we didn't stay five to seven days, but the one thing I liked was since we came back on a Thursday, we still had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off before returning mm-hmm. returning to work. And it was Thursday, yeah, when we got back, Thursday was our indeed our anniversary, April 28th. It, indeed, it was. <laughs> and if we make it to 14 years <laughs> after this stuff you're saying to me. So we, uh, what did we do for our 14 year or 13 year? the hell is it 13 all right um so for our 13 year anniversary we made dinner reservations to go to allen's mm-hmm. on the danforth which was lovely yeah and then we also went to a blue jays game the uh, next day yeah so uh mm-hmm. allen's we've been i i i you, don't know if we've i've been, been there, there with, we haven't been there together no it's right next to you the, went there your previous 13 years uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. 13 Reasons Why. No, oh. I, I actually went. Clay. <laughs> speaking of which. <laughs> no, I've gone there with the guys before mm-hmm. or after a concert. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we've never been there together. And it was delicious. It was delicious. If you remember last week when we got home in the afternoon, we got Little Caesars for lunch. Yeah. I did, in fact, later that night have more pizza at Allen's. Oh, yeah, that's all right. And uh, I think you, I don't know what you got. Oh, yeah, it was the same day. Yeah, it was the same Holy day. Holy shit. You know me, I can't turn down pizza and I can't turn down breakfast if I'm out no, at I like forgot. a restaurant. I thought we arrived and then the next day we went to Allen's Nose. Nope. We arrived, yeah. chilled, then, then went, to Allen's. went to Allen's. Okay, yeah. And it was great because we ended up walking mm-hmm. to and from Allen's. Totally. Really cool. So, no, because Friday was the baseball game. Mm-hmm. So, no, it was just like a, a good evening out, good food. Mm-hmm. Company was uh, was okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Might keep them around. Oh, boy. But, uh, no, it was, it was just really good to be back, and we were just talking about our trip, and we were excited for our first baseball game. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward to the Friday, and it's our first Jays game in two and a half years. So, uh, our initial plan, I think, was just to, like, take an uber there i think we were like busy during the day maybe we got home mm-hmm. late or something and we're like okay should we just take an uber to go down there mm-hmm. and i will say because of what's going on in the world and gas prices uber are hella expensive yeah and they don't frequent as much in the east end so you're kind of rolling the dice but it's not like we live in like nowhere like we're in a pretty popular area but let's just say on in a normal world to get from where we live to the rogers center and an uber 22 20 bucks, bucks yeah. 20 20 bucks something yeah. like that we did it and it was like 80 bucks totally and then i'm like let me cancel let me try it again it was like 95 dollars mm-hmm. totally so we're not doing this no so that was insane so we're like let's just drive ditch our car and walk from like the eden center yeah essentially to the sky well, dome and the eden so- center to the rogers center yeah aka oh. sky dome yes Yes, yeah, so that's what we did. Yeah. We ended up finding a good space. I think it only cost $3 to park. Yeah, I know. It was like insane. Um, how was it going back into the Rogers Center? 
I absolutely love being at the Rogers Center to see Blue Jays baseball. Mm-hmm. What I don't like seeing is seeing a pitcher named Yusei Kikuchi pitching <laughs> for us, who is the biggest piece of trash I've ever experienced in this world at pitching. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to see a fun game. If they lose, they lose, but let it just be close. And I will say, going to the Rogers Center, sorry, was very fun. It was great to be to see the field. It was, we had really good seats. Yeah, you got really awesome seats. Um, well, sorry, you, I cut you off there. No, I was just going to say, you always get really good seats for us. So we had like a full, we were on the first baseline, like right between home plate and yeah. first base. We could perfectly see like second base, the outfield, yeah. everything. They're perfect. They're the, Aisle seats. Yeah. Like, yeah. 200 level to me is best because there's a bit more room with the seats. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend... 200 level, either first or third baseline. You're going to totally. get a perfect vantage of infield and outfield. Totally. Yeah. So, so Kikuchi sucked. And so we uh, were just like, oh, man. Like, he literally let in, like, eight runs in, like, the second inning and yeah. have, like, eight walks and stuff. And he got pulled. Yeah, it was, like, such a blowout. <laughs> it sucked. I mean, the only good thing was I think we saw Guerrero Jr. hit, like, a three-run home run. But yeah. they were down by, like, 8-3 at that point. So the challenge was, though, there was a switch in the game. The it momentum was. shifted. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about this. So this this arguably could have been the most interesting part of the game. Well, to tee it up, I think it was about 8-3. There was like runners on first and second with like mm-hmm. no outs. And the Blue Jays, like you said, were building all this momentum. Like, oh, totally. shit, they're about to get back in and this it, game. It's like pretty busy. Like this, where I would say like Friday night or whatever it was. But it was like the Sky Dome is like fairly packed at this point. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, runner on base. Right. And then all of a sudden we're like, what the fuck's happening? Like, why are we all stopping? Right. And these two kids who couldn't have been more than like, they were probably between 10 and 12 years old. Like they weren't young, Mm -hmm. but they weren't like teenagers, like in that middle area, run onto the field. And one literally outruns the cop to go to second base and jump and touch second base. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then this like wall of an officer or umpire or whatever comes and like security security tackles the kid and the crowd just starts booing because it was like as if the kid ran into a wall. Like he threw the kid to the ground. Well, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. A, this guy did what his job is, which yeah. is when someone runs on the field, you have to tackle them because they're disrupting the game. Yeah. The other way to look at it was this kid was clearly like a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. and this was a grown-up, and he tackled a child who had just stopped on the second base. Totally. So, I mean, the guy did his job. I'm not angry at that. No, I was just like, wow, that was a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, but these kids were like pieces of shit. Like, they run on the field. Like you said, ki- they killed the momentum. After that, we got three straight, straight outs because yeah. they killed... It was like back-to-back hits off of a three-run home run, no mm-hmm. outs. And then these people were on the field. It takes like five minutes to get them off. The only thing that always wigs me out when it's like, well, I don't feel like you see a lot of kids do it, is where are the parents? Well, that's the other problem is the parents clearly were like, all right, you guys go for it. Because it was two kids. Yeah, you it's tell like the- you couldn't have come here by yourself. No, they were quite young. I think it was... The parents like, yeah, if you want to go for it, go for it. But then you're like banned from the Sky Dome. Well, you should be. I would hope so. Like this is, I I hate seeing that kind of stuff. Did Mm -hmm. you know when someone runs on the field, they never show it on TV Mm -hmm. because they don't want to like encourage people to do that because, you know, like, oh, you can get famous. Like that person running on the field. So that was a bit of a boner killer. (laughs) So anyway, Blue Jays was fun. Yeah, they, they lost, which sucked, but. Uh, it was fun to be out there and it was, it was like a perfect Friday night. Um, good, good weather, good everything. So that, that was fun to see that. I can quickly talk about my other experience at the Jays game. If we're talking about. Oh yeah. Then I can tell my story after. Which story? 
Uh, do you even have the notes we made? Yeah, they're right here. <laughs> it says two baseball stories. And then Arcade Fire. I know. So that leads into I, why I went to the game. Yeah. And you can tell your story. Yeah? yeah. You can read the notes if you want there. No. So the other game I went to, which was like a few weeks later, was friend of the podcast, Sean. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm off this week. Do you want to go to a Jays game? So I said, yeah, let's do it. I was like, let's go to a game against Baltimore Orioles because they're a really crappy team. And I just went... I don't even remember who we saw play. I don't remember. Ooh, it wasn't the Yankees. It, we, we saw a pretty good team, I think it was. Kansas? Um, no, Kansas stinks too. But anyways, I'm like, I want to see the Jays win. By the time we went to this game, the Jays were doing really well. So we picked Baltimore, who sucks. And little do I know who is pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays for Your my second game. Your favorite pitcher, Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi. I'm like, oh my God. Well, at least he's playing Baltimore. Baltimore should stink. Mm-hmm. So I go to the game with Sean. We we meet up. It's we have we have a really good time. Like we go, we had the I actually had the exact same seats that you and I had. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give them away or tell you where they are because I don't want you people to sit in them. Well, you already told people. I know. I didn't say the, there's a oh, specific okay. two seats okay. where there's no one behind you and you're on the aisle. Got it. It's very. I mean, you can look it up. But <laughs> so him and I would sit in the seats. And then we would go like to the um, the outfield deck where it's mm -hmm. like you could have drinks and stand up. So it ended up. Being a lot of fun. Of course, Yusei Kikuchi stinks it up, and we lose that game. <laughs> so I've now been to two games, two losses, because of your boy, Yusei Kikuchi. <laughs> and we have a game coming up in two weeks, and I swear, if he's pitching that game... <laughs> Isn't he sent back down to the minors? Yeah, but he, got, he came back up the other day. He did? Yeah, and he won this game. Oh, by, damn. Uh, his ERA in the month of July was 15. God. So I, it ended up, ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, the game sucked, but we mm -hmm. still saw a couple home runs. Mm -hmm. they, I think they lost by one run, so at least it was super close. Like, we stayed right to the end. But mm -hmm. uh, anyways, fun times. What were you doing while I was at the Jays game? So I think I was working. So um, one thing to note is that I am in a hybrid setting now, so I'm either working at the office or at home. But I think this time I was working at home. No, you were... Or was I at the office because no, I was going to meet up with you? No, we, we the three of us were all walking to the the three of us were all in the same area but we all came from different directions so i never oh, saw you yeah. you just called me i'm like oh i'm here and you're like oh i literally just left here and sean yeah. was on the other side of oh, where yeah. here was. we were like literally like in a triangle what's but that all... saying like two trains passing in the night or something Yeah, whatever that is yeah. um so anyway so i was like okay so one of the things i also yeah. haven't done hmm. in three years this is kind of like our pandemic redo is i actually haven't played any music on hmm. instruments in like the whole pandemic or even like a little bit prior to the pandemic. Um, it was getting a little too personal. I was getting like kind of in my own headspace. What I was saying to friends is I equate music with like positive parts of my life and yeah. like being together and being collaborative and like, you know, just doing things that are fun. And it, it didn't feel fun in the pandemic to do it by myself. So I just hadn't, I, I tried once and it didn't go well. And yeah. so it was like, okay, so you had played for me. So one of the things I love about John and I is that for dinner, we often listen to, we each pick an album, like alternate days and like kind of listen to the album front to back when mm -hmm. we're cooking dinner. And so Arcade Fire actually dropped a new album called We. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, have you listened to it yet? And I'm like, no. And so we put it on and then I think it's like song number three or something. No, I think it's, uh, let me take a look. I think it's actually later down the list. So I think we mm -hmm. were listening, making dinner, and we're both like, mm -hmm. yeah, this this album's good. It's not their best album, but then this song mm -hmm. came on, uh, where is it? We, and it is number number eight. Oh, damn. Out of 10 tracks. Yeah, so we, 
the song, I think it's called Unconditional. Well, why don't I play a little bit up? Because it's not going to be the band of the week this week, but this song. I was going to. So can you tell me, I'm going to play this lightly, what what makes this such a great song in your opinion? You, you kind of explained to me, sorry, you explained yeah. to me like musically why you liked it so much. Yeah, so I think when I first heard it, it just like, there was something about it that just clicked that I hadn't had for the two and a half years. And the reason being is that I felt like it was like, it had... Oh, I was like, what turned on? Oh, so- My phone turned on unconditional. <laughs> oh, let me, here, I'll turn it off then. Yeah. What you're going to call it. It was uh, just one of those songs that felt like beautifully orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Like it had all the right components in terms of like it was, you know, a positive melody. And then the bridge was melodic. And then it just like the hook was really well done. I just I like just the way it was composed mm-hmm. to me just hit a different chord that I wasn't used to. It felt like you could strip it down and do it acoustically. Like one thing I always appreciate about arcade fire is they are such great musicians. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to play that song, it wouldn't be hard to figure out. So right. let's just say that album dropped in like May. Yeah. It was I May. think yep. you and Sean went to the game in like early June. Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that night when I came home, I was like, oh, okay, well, I have nothing to do. And you know me, I can't do nothing. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> if I'm by myself and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like working. So I'm like, why don't I try playing piano mm-hmm. again? And so one of the things I used to love to do is literally listen to a song and just figure it out by ear. And so I was like, all right, let me try this on guitar first. Um, and so I did the Lookout Kid. And by ear. By ear. And Impressive. my fingers have never felt they're the same pain as my fucking crest white strip teeth is like, I don't have calluses anymore. And so that was pain like I've never felt before. But then I went on piano instead and I was like, oh, I could do this. So I sent you a picture of mm. playing and I posted it on my Instagram as a story, just mm. like after it, Arcade Fire is the reason mm. music came back into my life after two and a half years. It was so much fun. So now I'm just excited to jam again, hopefully get the band together again, jam with you upstairs, um, but all thanks to Arcade Fire. Yeah, no, I was happy to see you do that, and it's uh, it's always cool. You're a real mus- musician because you can just hear a song and play it by ear and everything. But well, can I just say, that? and this is the part of me that I know I was like, literally the most intense conductor at our wedding. It was like, I went on to ultimateguitartabs.com and I was like, oh, they actually have the tab, right? And so I was like playing it and I was like, wait a second. And then I'm like, something doesn't sound right. And so then when I played it against like the song on Apple Music, I'm like, this is written incorrectly. Like somebody took like a cheap cut of it. And What's so then- a cheap cut? Well, they just basically took a shortcut to try okay. and write no, sorry, it. I've heard of deep cuts. I've heard of this cheap or that cut. cheap cut. I've never heard of it. And so basically- Is that the uh, cover band for Cheap Trick? Oh boy. Or Cut Copy. Oh. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, but anyway, so then I figured out the actual tab. The person wrote it in the key of G and I was like, mm, I don't think so. I'm it's actually key. key of E. Or the key of me. Oh boy. Well, that's a good transition to the next three stories, mm-hmm. which is- going to live concerts again. So back in early February, we went to see Team Impala, which we covered last season, which I think for both of us was a little 
disappointing the, the show because mm-hmm. we loved him and paula and i loved their first concert we went to so much and it was like kind of a weird atmosphere like we were still so deep into like whatever wave of covid it Omicron. was exactly so i i still like that show but it was i mean it's going to probably be towards the bottom of my list of concerts totally so now fast forward to what is this like late may or june that we go to these concerts may, may. so the first concert we had lined up was your birthday gift I got you to go see Haim. Haim uh, at Echo Beach next to the um, Budweiser stage. Totally. So it was supposed to be us two, Sean and Tesla. Yeah. Sean couldn't go because of work. Yeah. So we went. Well, you and I went out to dinner first. Right. Tesla couldn't make it in time. Yeah. And then we met Tesla outside yeah. of Echo, like in the parking More lot. like the Go Train go station. Trace, yeah. Is, and then... What is really awesome is that Tesla has friends who worked at Echo Beach mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes for Live Nation. And so she got us into VIP. Yes, sir. <laughs> and have you ever been to Echo Beach for a concert? I have. I feel like I saw stars there pre you. So, oh, I was going to say, I've, <coughs> I've never ever been there before. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's been there a long time if mm-hmm. you've seen stars there, but I've never mm-hmm. been there before. Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah, I, I thought the venue was pretty cool. It was like mm-hmm. a perfect kind of summer night. Uh, not too hot, not too cold. Uh, I think it was cool that we got the VIP section, which was kind of off to the side of the stage. So mm-hmm. we were not in the crowded pit. We were just kind of, there was like no one really around us either. It was no, like kind was of nice. the perfect spot to be. And while we were there, you pointed out that you saw a celebrity. And I, I, I didn't believe you at first. And Tesla didn't either. No. So up on the hill, I was like, yo, that's the guitarist from uh Arkells. Mm. And both of you guys are like, no, that's not him. Mm. And I was like, no, that's the Ar- guitarist from Arkells. Mm-hmm. And I was you're like, no, like, like guys, that's not him. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then in our VIP world, we see him bro walk by and the guy's like, I loved you. Like, thank you so much. I love yeah. the Arkells music. And he's like, oh no problem, dude. Guy from Ar- Arkells. It would have been better if I didn't <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's. I want this thing for, for, for forever. Oh boy, the situation. You get that as a sound effect. Yeah. The only reason why I said it couldn't be him was because I saw on their Instagram the night before they were in like Buffalo or something. But obviously, they came back in time to mm-hmm. see Chaim. Well, and so this leads me to a part. Like, how did you feel about the show? So the actual show. Because uh, remember, I bought you tickets to not. I was going to say Wimbledon, <laughs> Glastonbury, yeah. where we got a tease of in like a virtual setting the new album by Haim. Yeah, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw Haim in person was eight years ago for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also Sean and Tesla's first date. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, that's a whole crazy podcast called The First Date Date. Go back like mm-hmm. eight years and you can hear that whole song. <laughs> I'm not going to retell that, but we hadn't seen them since that day. And I mm-hmm. remember that concert was unbelievable. Yeah. It was right off their debut album, which I love. I will say, I think they have two or three albums since then. Mm-hmm. I like them. I don't love them. Like their first album to me is the best album they have. Yeah. So I was super excited. Obviously, I love love the Heim sisters. Mm-hmm. I'd say the concert was good. So I think one of the challenges that I had with the show was I didn't want them to sell out. Like what they did at Glastonbury yes. felt better to me. I felt like at one point they had like, and Tesla kind of explained it. Mm. They were in like what I equate to like a Britney Spears getup, like oh, in a, yeah. like a bra and hot pants. And yeah. then they were like doing like choreographed dancing. I'm like, 
you're the Heim sisters. Yeah. Right. Like you don't do this. And then there was like a long joke that went on way too well, long. It's like they took a cell phone call that went on for like almost 10 minutes with no payoff. I'm like, oh, the only way this this long like cell phone Drake's or, something. or any any pretty big celebrity, if Justin Bieber or Drake or mm-hmm. someone comes out, but no one came out, it just went on for so long. I'm like, you could have played two more songs. Yeah. And just done this for like a minute instead of like 10 minutes. And then the only the only other part as we keep listing shit that was wrong with the show um, was that there's different points where the lights went out. Yeah. But I couldn't tell if that was like the first few were part of the show. I don't think it was. And so that part kind of took me out of the experience as well. I agree. And then the only other thing that bugged me was... <laughs> I swear, I did like the show. I didn't love it. I liked it. They didn't play to me what's their biggest song. They didn't play Don't Save Me. Yeah, which is crazy. I'm like, that. maybe it's not their biggest song, but it's got to be their top three biggest songs. I'm yeah. like, how are you not playing Don't Save Me? Like, this is, they played a lot of great songs, but I'm mm-hmm. like, got to play Don't Save Me. This is the best song. Yeah, so the show is really, really good. Um, I would argue they just keep getting better from there, though. Right. So what was number two? So number two. The following week. It's funny. Number two was, no, the following day. Oh, yeah, shit. So, because at Christmas, we both bought ourselves tickets. No, we both bought each other. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. At Christmas, we both bought each other the exact same concert tickets to go see Wallows. Except. Except. I brought them for the Saturday show. You bought them for the Sunday show. Exactly, because Wallows are so damn big, they're playing two (laughs) sold-out shows (laughs) in Toronto. So, we decided Saturday's a better night to see Wallows. I'll sell my tickets. And I'll buy new tickets for you. So we ended up on getting Future Island tickets. Which we love because their new album came out. Yeah. And they were playing the new club called History. So the interesting thing for me was out of all the concerts we have lined up this year, we have like 10 or 12. Future Islands was towards the bottom of things I was excited for. I'm like, oh, it'll be good. And then you saw Future Islands. Well, (laughs) where was, what was your excitement level to see Future Islands? It was probably... Again, especially back-to-back shows, it's a busy work week. Probably like 7 out of 10. Yeah. So we go to history. Which and we've is, seen Future Islands once. Yeah, and they were great. Mm-hmm. I, again, I love Future Island. I love their music. I love them their but performance. We, but yeah. they, I'm like, we're seeing for the first time, uh, we're seeing War on Drugs. We're seeing Kendrick later. We're seeing Orville Pet. Like all these great bands, mm-hmm. some we've never seen. So I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for Future Islands, but I'm excited for these other bands. Avalanches, totally. St. Lucia. So we go there, and what was your first impressions of the brand new club, History, which is co-founded mm-hmm. by Drake or whatever, Finance? So, okay, there's a few things. One, outstanding for location for us. Clo- yeah, it's right? within walking distance. Walking distance, 10 out of 10, right? Yeah. Two, the acoustics in there are next level, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt, but like the actual setup... One of the things I appreciate about a musical venue is when the sound sounds warm, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere you're standing is a good vantage point. Yes. Obviously, it's clean because it's new, but I just felt like even the setup of it felt more like a New York kind of like cooler yeah. club than to me. I don't yeah. know. Just know that you're right. The design, the anywhere you're standing is a good spot. There's a balcony. There's mm-hmm. like a lower pit. There's a raised area mm-hmm. where you can stand over um, a railing. There's mm-hmm. accessible bars everywhere. Yeah. Like it's, it was like such a well put together music venue that I'm like, this place fucking slaps. <laughs> and then future islands comes on. <laughs> so future islands comes on and it is like, 
life changing. Oh, can I, sorry. One yeah. thing I want to say was I felt like a lot of the stories the Heim sisters were telling the night before felt very forced and oh, very, yeah. like, very scripted, right? Like, here's yeah. our story about, you know, like the, the young Heim sisters, like I was in high school and this guy didn't like me. And it was like, mm-hmm. it felt like a very forced, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. You tell the story every night, mm-hmm. go to future islands, the lead singer, his stories felt so like heartfelt. And yeah. so like, he just, he's going to like start crying. Yeah. And th- it's like, okay, I'm sure you tell the story every night, but it didn't feel like, as like scripted or rehearsed like it just, exactly so i think the show started i'm like oh it just sounds amazing like the acoustics and yeah i i was blown away by how good the show was but then the cool thing if you guys haven't heard future island so the lead singer looks like he's your accountant yeah right he's kind of like a larger dude well, he kind of looks he's built like george costanza yes george costanza in a gray suit yeah right same Who's, kind of hair same kind of hair sweats a lot right and then, but he does like dabbles in death metal. Yeah, and so he kind of like goes like he he sounds lovely at first, yeah. but then goes into the death metal voice for parts of a chorus. He also like explodes. Like he'll be standing there with his like hand on his shoulder, and then he'll do like a big kick and like a jump, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, really he'll start explosive like movement. slapping his chest and stuff. Like mm. it's very like go check him out on YouTube, but like very. Just dynamic performer. Just type in Future Islands, Future Islands, David Letterman. You'll know what we're talking. Like that's the famous clip of them live. Yeah, and And that's what we experienced for two hours. So Siri. Um. (laughs) So basically, yeah, the show was crazy good, and the energy in history was outstanding. Like I think we were like literally jumping, kind of screaming, like cheering when we would hear certain songs come on. Um. And came out of the show, and it was like fucking riding a high. Yeah, I mean, I would easily give the show like a 9.6 out of 10. Well, at this point, it was our top concert yeah. of the year so far between Team Impala Heim and this one. But even being like, okay, I know we're seeing Fleet Foxes. I know we're seeing this. I'm like, I think Future Islands is the band to beat. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if someone's going to be able to beat. They were just, they were leaps and bounds better than the last time we saw them. And I think it was partly the venue. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe the new songs, mm-hmm. but they also had like a bunch of old songs. I'd never heard of them. Like I love these songs. Totally. And then the other part was, which we found funny was when we got home, Ferris texted us oh, and yeah. they were like, she's like, Cam's here. Like, and I was like, what? Right. And we're like, how do we know? like, first yeah. we never know what music Cam likes. <laughs> and so we're like, why didn't we all go together? Exactly. And so anyway, so he was there. He said it was good. He did not love it as much as we did. No. Um, but we never know what kind of music Cam loves. So that's a thing. And so yeah. next on the list. So next on the list is a band that we used to pretend we didn't like, but <laughs> they are like, they're, they're the new Beatles for us. <laughs> for you. Don't put it's me like in. they're not your new Beatles. I love the Beatles. You don't love the Beatles. Uh, you know what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh boy. So why don't you tell everyone about the third concert <laughs> in our series? So this concert and like I had a whole outfit prepared. We were going to make t-shirts, right? <laughs> Everything. So we are building up to go see Wallows. And for those of you guys who don't know Wallows, because I feel like I've had to explain who Wallows is yes. to everyone. The lead singer is the actor in the lead actor in 13 Reasons Why. Clay. Clay. His name's Dylan Minetti or some shit like that. Menonois or something. Um, And it's basically like three actors. We watched them on Coach. We watched a lot of shit in Coachella, but. um, No, no, no. Yeah, Coachella. Sorry, you're right. 
I know. I, I corrected myself. You were going to say Oshiega because that just I, came up. But did you not hear what I said? I said Oshiega, then I said Lala, then I said Coachella. You're right. I'm wrong. I admit you didn't say I'm wrong. No, I said I'm wrong. I know. You didn't say that, though. I just, I'm wrong, 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 I'm wrong. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, anyway, so we obviously, John loved this band forever. He always keeps talking about how Clay shreds. No, that's. You said one time, I always show you music videos. You're like, oh, can I show you this Wallows performs live on James Corden? I'm like, yeah, sure, sure I'd love to. You're like, this part's crazy. Clay shreds. Like, I would never you say You said shreds. he shreds. And then As the like women. As a guitar that, player, I would never say that. Well, Clay shreds. And then <laughs> it was so funny because it was just like all women like cheering. And you could see him like. Women, what? it's like 16 year old kids. <laughs> Look, we both think he shreds. We think the band is unbelievable. Their new album came out this year. 10 out of 10. 100%. John walked into Sunrise with Records. Uh, uh, we both did <laughs> yesterday and he's like i'm dropping mad coin for this <laughs> no we walked into sunrise records you're like holy shit the wallows vinyls here front center you ended up moving it to the back so no one would find no, it you did that john <laughs> so, oh boy listen so, we both love wallows okay so anyway i had an outfit ready to go i couldn't wear it it didn't work that day so i was like oh my god we wanted to make Young Schofield t-shirts well, because Clay played Young Schofield in Prison Break. Yeah. A young, what's his face? Michael Schofield. Yeah, he plays a young um, Michael Schofield. He plays Jack's son in the alter. He's not even a real person in Lost, right? No, he's that's, like a fake child. Yeah, that's not a real timeline. No. Is I'm so confused by that show. Uh, that's <laughs> why we got to watch it again. Um. So anyway, so I feel like in our heads, I was like, oh, fuck, am I overhyping this concert? Yeah, it's like either this show is going to be awesome or it's going to be like really underwhelming. And so like we don't do this with bands. We were watching like YouTube clips of them practicing, getting prepared. 24 for hours in the day of Wallows. Yeah, in the like, life of Wallows. It was unnatural how invested we were in this band and in this like concert. We go to history again. No, first we no. go to Cassia De Giorgio. That's important to note. Important to note for dinner, um, which is like right across the street, essentially from history. And so it was and just super lovely, super lovely, great pizza. But I'm the way we were sitting, I had my back towards a lot of people mm -hmm. walking by me. So it was a pretty busy restaurant. There they was were a lot, not wearing masks. No, a lot of people just kind of going by me, kind of shoving into me and stuff. So other than that, the food was delicious. And so then it was like, OK, let's go into history. We missed the opener, but I went to the bathroom and remember I walked into somebody and allegedly I was like, oh, this guy looks oh, was yeah. like strung out or whatever. But yeah. then he ended up being the opening act. And yeah. I felt bad, um, what you're going to call it. And so we they come out and it was like cheering. I've never well, heard no, before. The reason why I say it's like the Beatles, because it's like the Beatles and Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Like they start and well, the crowd. Well, how would you describe the crowd? Okay. They're definitely a lot younger, yes. right? We were not the oldest people there, no. but we were definitely not the youngest no, people we, there. It was probably 90%. Like 20-year-olds. 20 20, early, early 20-year-olds, 20 and then a few parents, and then us. Mm -hmm. So a lot more female skewed. Yeah. But uh, when the, the first song came on, everyone, including us, went absolutely ape shit. Ape it, shit. It, yeah, it was insane. And then to the point where it was like, one thing I appreciate about this younger generation is that they're here for it. They're screaming, they're dancing. They're f like, I wasn't ready for like how many phones were up in the air yeah, for the duration of, of the show, but the energy was so good at that concert. And like every song just kept ramping better and better and better. And then I felt like 
our favorite song that you used in the wedding video came on and it was like intense cheering. Well, there's, yeah, there's a song called Remember When, which I would play it now, but it'll be our song of the week. Mm -hmm. And like you said, for our wedding video, I used that mm -hmm. song for your band's rehearsal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great moment in the wedding video. We rewind it, whatever. And this song is pro it's probably my favorite song by them. I don't know where it ranks for you. Probably top five or yeah. so, right? And I was really anticipating that song coming on. Oh, the other thing I was going to say was, I'm someone who looks at set lists and what I like and appreciate about Wallows is every night their set list, set list was different. So they'll still play like the same, sorry, they'll still play the same 75% of the songs, mm -hmm. but they'll mix in 25% different. So mm -hmm. every night's different and the order is always different. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they usually play Remember When, but they don't always play Remember Ooh. When. So I think it was song two or three. I think it was three. I felt, I thought it was closer into the middle, oh, to be honest. I think it was pretty early on. But mm -hmm. anyways, let's say three or four. It came on and I've been going to concerts myself for 15, 16 years steady. Like mm -hmm. this was one of the best performed songs I've ever, ever, ever seen in my whole entire life. I don't know if it's because the song means a lot to us. I don't know because it was just in the right mood, but that was one of the best performed songs I'd ever seen live in my life. And so I did archive it on my uh, Val Gomez 23 Instagram channel. Yeah. So you can see it on my homepage. We'll, we'll post on the 605 one as um, well too. But I was going to say too, I think the one thing for those friends, like we put wallows a lot on our playlist for yeah. like any parties and stuff. They're very much like, and they're produced by Vampire Weekend, yeah. right? So they're uh, the in, producer who produced yeah, Vampire Ariel Week. who um, for Vampire Weekend also produces Heim and Heim. So clearly, we were in that world in May, but yeah. it's very much of that genre type. So, like, if you remove the idea that it's like actors yeah. being in a band, just take it for the music. The music was outstanding. And how how would you rate them li as live music musicians? Oh, ten out of ten. They 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 killed it. They're not just like actors turned musicians. Like they're legit. Mm -hmm. They play all different guitar, drums, keyboards. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really good. The other song. We both love, which is more of a B-side, is a song called Just Like a Movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, again, this song they only play every once in a while. I'm like, I really hope they play it. I'll be mm -hmm. sad if they play it Sunday, not Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And they played it. And it, again, this song sounded great. So I can give you a preview. This yeah. is one of our favorite songs, Just Like a Movie. So this is what they sound like. Let's fast forward. So that, that they make we I think we both realize they're the 2020 version of Rooney. Yes. Which if yeah. if the OC came out today, yeah. and how Rooney was huge on the first season of the OC, they're Rooney. They're like Southern California indie rock pop. Like totally, it's it's Rooney, and I we both love Rooney yeah. growing up. Oh my god, can you imagine if Wallows did Shaken? Oh my god, ah. we should tell them. Ooh. Um. So anyway, so that show was like outstanding we left there on an even bigger high and so then wallow surpassed future island oh yeah as best show of the year i think it's going to be really like so we're seeing kendrick lamar who's one of your favorite yes. musicians artists whatever we have a concert every week sometimes in, in two august, yeah. in august where so where do you right now wallows is like a 20 out of 10 like yeah. it's gonna be real hard to beat them do you think anyone could dethrone wallows do you think it could be kendrick could it 
maybe be a wild card like the Avalanche is or Orville Peck? Where do you think, Ooh. or do you think Wallace is going to be one for sure? Or what? I feel like Wallows could be number one just because they're new, they're sentimental. I think also the hilarity of them I as think well. So. so I feel like for all of those reasons, it could stay as number one. But I'm like, to your point, it's like we have Fleet Foxes this week. Next yeah. week we have Orville Peck. Then we, we have Kendrick. Then we have Kendrick. Then, then we, we have, have War, on Drugs. War on Drugs. Then we have Avalanche. Then we have St. Lucia. And I think we were still looking at like other shows as well. And mm. so I think... You know, there's a really awesome future, but I think Wallows will take it. Yeah, I can't see them being bumped past number two for me. I think it'll be real tough for well, them to be knocked out number one. Here's something to be said. We went to the show on Saturday, and then immediately we were like, fuck, we shouldn't have sold the Sunday I show. I know, we were like, we should go to the Sunday <laughs> show. Yeah, it was un- It was just the right mix of the right day, the right kind of music, the mm-hmm. perfect set list. Just we, our history with the band because they started off as kind of a joke band, but mm-hmm. then we're like, no, we obviously love this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hoping to see Wallows walking mm-hmm. around Toronto. I know. But uh, 10 out of 10 would see them again every mm-hmm. single time they come back. Totally. I would even travel to go see them. Oh, damn. You wouldn't travel? Of course I would. They played Terminal 5 in New York, which is where <gasps> I saw the darkness. Yeah. Should have gone to New York to see them as well. Me. So those are all the concerts we have so far. We're inching closer to discovering which one of us received COVID. But before we do that, let's just talk. Well, ab- you should say, so we didn't say this in the previous episode, Okay. Um, but in the premiere in between Bahamas coming back, going to the baseball all game right. and all these concerts, I got sick, yes. but tested negative consistently for like a week and a half. Yeah. Um. So I just had like a really bad cold yes. and like, I was kind of like lethargic, but I didn't have what sounded like as bad of the symptoms as um, like people who have had COVID in our friend group and stuff. And I get like the at-home tests aren't as uh, accurate, accurate, but you were tested every day for, like you said, a week and a half. So I was Mm -hmm. pretty confident you didn't have COVID. Mm -hmm. I I felt fine. I didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. We both have gotten a couple colds in the last couple of years, but we just kind of chalked up to, yeah, maybe between traveling and baseball Mm -hmm. and concerts. So we we still took precautions and we didn't really do much anyways. Mm -mm. We both stayed home the whole time. So uh, let's just... these concerts, we still wore a mask. Yeah, every concert we've gone to, we wear a mask the mm-hmm. whole time. So uh, two other things we've done, which we hadn't done a lot of recently, is we've started going back to movies as well. Whoa. So the first movie I went to, I already talked about it, was Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. And then you went to a movie a few weeks ago. For Was that your first movie in well, the theaters? I went to the theater because, Joan, does this where we tease it? Uh, well, do you want to talk about the movies? Well, sure. Yeah, let's just talk about the movies. We'll say why. Okay, okay so you went so solo. So on... Um, a couple weeks ago, like, couple, like a month ago A month now. ago, it was for the Canada Day long weekend. Um, so I was hanging out with my mom and I was like, we were actually trying to go see the Elvis, Elvis film because you had said it was out and it was like supposedly good. I will say one thing is that John and I, you do this more than I do, but I cannot watch a film at our house in the pandemic. Like it has been a bit of a struggle. I just don't have the bandwidth or mindset to sit down from that long. And then the other part was we weren't paying attention to what films were in the theater. Mm-hmm. So we, my mom and I went to like a Cineplex mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, can I get two tickets for Elvis? And the guy's like, it's sold out. And I was like, what? Like I wasn't ready for that. I was like, who the fuck's going to the theater? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, Oh, is there any other film you want to see? And I'm like, 
my mom's in her early 70s. So I was like, what do you feel like seeing? It was like Minions, <laughs> Top know. Gun, like some slasher films. So I was like, oh, do you want to see Top Gun Maverick? That seems like the safe answer. Then so she's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, great. So we went into this theater. I have zero idea what this film is about. Have you seen about. the original Top Gun? I did see the My mom actually took me and friends to go oh, see nice. the original Top Gun at, I was going to say Epcot. What's that golf ball on the waterfront called? Ontario Place. Ontario Place. There's a theater yeah, in there. I remember. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I remember. Um, so my mom took us there. And so um, yeah. I liked the original. I still think we were young for it when we saw it. Like, I don't remember being like, oh, this is outstanding or anything. Um, but I did not know anything except Miles Teller was in this film mm. from Whiplash. Yeah. Tom Cruise is in this film. It has planes and John Hamm might be in it. So we go in. It is uh, all the things you expect in a Tom Cruise film, whereby it's fast. He's jumping off shit. There's adrenaline. There's a love story. He doesn't get hurt. Yeah, and for sure. there's funny music in it as well. I thought the movie on the fast bender scale was... Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. Eight out of wow, 10. Wow, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's good. that's good. Solid. Yeah, so I think one of the things was that Tom Cruise allegedly trained everybody to be like actually flying stuff. Wow. So like none of it was like CGI. It was all like just like actual like GoPro in the like cockpit of your plane getting the actual shots. So the actors were also like the camera people oh, and stuff. And so I thought John Hamm was really cool. I didn't realize the stuff with Val Kilmer. This isn't mm. giving anything away, but he plays like Iceman in the original yeah. and he comes back and he has, um, I guess, um, well, he's like esophageal sick. cancer yeah, or something. He's sick in real life, so he can't really even speak it. There's a really good documentary about him on uh, Amazon. Yeah, Fine. so they like have a part incorporated. I thought it was weird, but then when I told you about it, you're like, oh no, that's real. Yeah. And then I told Ferris, and she's like, oh shit. She didn't um, know that. She didn't know that either. Damn. Um. So anyway, so yeah, the film was like the best type of summer fun. Yeah. No, that that's that's good. I feel like it's a good Tom Cruise. It's a man of the people like you can take your sister you can take your yeah. grandmother like he's just gonna make popcorn like he's a blockbuster he's like one of the last movie stars right totally but so. i think the one weird thing was at least you had seen jackass i haven't <laughs> been in a theater in three years and so it was like coming back in and i was just like acutely aware of like my surroundings of for course. that where i was like fucking hell people just keep talking mm. people eat really loud like they're not paying like their phones are going off and they didn't have any of those disclaimers at the front to right. be like like yeah like mind your business yeah like noisy nancy over there turn off your phone or whatever and so that was it yeah well um fast forward to Last weekend, or rewind to last weekend, mm -hmm. you and I went to our first movie together, together. in two plus years, mm -hmm. and uh, there's not a whole lot of movies for me that I'm excited about. Like mm -hmm. we're not Marvel people, we're not mm -hmm. we don't like heavy CGI stuff mm -hmm. or period pieces. Mm -hmm. The one filmmaker who I absolutely love, and I know you like him probably not as much as me, is Jordan Peele. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I love. I really want to see any movie he does. So his new movie, Nope, mm -hmm. had come out the day before, and we decided to go see it. Mm -hmm. This is attached to a larger story about why we went out, but we'll talk about that later. But we can talk about the actual movie and the experience if you want. Mm -hmm. Went down to the Varsity on Bloor Street. And um, yeah, I was really excited to see the movie. I don't know if you were as excited or 
you didn't really give a shit about the movie. To what? See I was happy <clears> to go <throat> see it with you. So what were your thoughts on Nope? Um, do you like Jordan Peele to begin with? Do you like, did you like Get Out and I liked Get Out. I didn't love Us. Yeah. And I didn't love Nope, but if I had to rank them, it would go Get Out, Nope, Us. So even like a week later, are you like, okay, I kind of like uh, Nope a little bit better. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Or you're kind of like, oh, I definitely eh. don't need to see it again. But um, do you like it more or less with time going on? I or do you nothing it? I haven't really thought about it, so probably okay. nothing it. I think the one thing is that when we were going into it, I don't do well with horror films. And you said this one was scarier yeah. than us. And I was already scared at us. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have nightmares. And then I actually didn't find this one scary. No, I, it wasn't that scary at um, all. So that was helpful, I would say. But you said something interesting that The Ringer wrote about. Because um, after we do anything, John will find like a bunch of articles or I'll find some. And usually you, but you'll send me like a bunch of stuff. And then I almost read them all and then give you the review in the morning. Yeah, I um, like your, your reviews better. Um, So The Ringer was saying exactly what John just said, whereby... People would just go see a Jordan Peele film because it's Jordan Peele. You don't even have to know what it's about. Like he has that much of a cult following. Yeah, like that much clout or whatever. Yeah. You want to say. So, and you said that too. So, what did you give the film? Yo yo yo! How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn dog, you get eight because that white boy crazy. Probably like an eight. Point six out of 10 maybe I think mm -hmm. the more I think about it, the more I do like it mm -hmm. I won't say much because you don't want to spoil it but I thought it looked really cool I really like the actors Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya mm -hmm. I thought they were awesome in it and I, I like it's not giving away there's a scene in the trailer where there's a giant spaceship coming down on a guy riding the horse like mm -hmm. that shit looked really cool but mm -hmm. it was also some of it was kind of confusing but mm -hmm. I mean, Gordy's home was kind of funny. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So overall, I, I liked it. It definitely, I know, I kind of knew what it was about, but then you watch it, I'm like, okay, I had no idea this is yeah. what it was about. But I liked it. Like when it comes on demand, I'll definitely watch it again, to be honest with you. I just, I thought it was, I thought it was good. What's, I agree with you with the rankings. It goes Get Out, Nope, and then Us. Mm -hmm. Get Out still by far his best film. Totally. What about you? Agree. Um, and so I think I also like similar to... Um, I, I liked, uh, Top Gun better, but I think what I appreciate about this film, it, similar to Top Gun is that it felt like a, a really good summer film. Um, so that part, and I liked Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah, he was, he good. was really good in it. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. We're right at an hour right now. So before we go, uh, next week's episode, we're going to talk all about how one of us got, and survived and made it through uh, our COVID bout. Should we tell everyone which one of us got COVID then? Well, coming out of Wallows, I felt fine. John may or may have not had COVID. It's true. You didn't uh, do the dun dun dun. What, what are you? I'll do it in post. Just wait. Okay. Yeah, it Two and a half years of avoiding it, and then I caught COVID. We're pretty <laughs> sure it happened because of Wallows. Wallows was a Saturday. By Monday, <laughs> I had symptoms, so mm -hmm. we will tell that whole story. I'm completely fine. Mm -hmm. Should we tease? Should we tease what happened with you, or just nope, 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 nope? All right. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's something interesting that happened with you during my COVID experience. We'll leave it at that. 
But uh, yeah, I'll just say I'm completely fine. I am very thankful. I have all my uh, vaccine and booster shots. Uh, but yeah, it was an experience and I'll tell everyone how it is, but I'm happy that mm -hmm. I had no long COVID, no lingering anything. Yeah. The one thing we have to tell is the, put a note for ginger ale. Oh yeah. Ginger ale. Yeah. I'll write that down. <laughs> so why don't we, uh, end this one then? And next week will be our COVID episode. Mm -hmm. Come back for that. Cause it's a wild ride, mm -hmm. but I think it's only right that we make wallows the band of the week. So you want to do remember when? Yeah. So this is from their debut album called Nothing Happens. And they put out a new album this year called Tell Me Don't Tell Me That It's Over or Tell Me That It's Over. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. If you love Rooney and that kind of music, you'll love this album. But we're going to go all the way back to the song that I thought was one of the best performed songs I've seen live. And this song is called Remember When by the band Wallows. So let's get into it right now. So all the ways to get in contact with us, facebook.com slash live605 and instagram.com slash live605. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Matt Mallenkamp. I'm Val Gomez23. So until next week, I am your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. You listen to Wallows. Yeah. Never tell what's real anymore, anymore, anymore. I remember when we ran from the pool, all the decorations up in your room, and I couldn't find the right words to use, but I knew that you knew.